Welcome back to the According to Wellness podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Today we have Jazz, who's a candida nutritionist, and we're going to be talking all things candida and parasites and cleansing and some of the viral trends that I've seen lately involving parasites. So I'll let you introduce yourself. I'm so excited to have you on. I'm so excited to be here, Savannah. Thanks for having me. Uh, My name is Joss, and I am a certified holistic nutritionist and a community herbalist, and I practice in Vancouver, BC, but most of my practice is online. Um, You can find me at nourishwithjoss.com or nourishwithjoss on Instagram, and I predominantly help women beat their bloat, aid digestion, and really get to the root cause of their indigestion. So a lot of my practice looks like candida cleansing, parasite cleansing, as well as gut healing. And a lot of my background and my story comes from randomly getting skin issues out of nowhere when I never dealt with skin issues after getting food poisoning. And it took me a really, really long time to figure out what was going on. And when I say really long, it was like eight months, but it felt like the longest eight months ever because it was something I've just never dealt with and put so much of my time and energy into trying to heal, but not a single thing would work. I tried to go gluten-free, dairy-free, paleo, keto, everything, and nothing would work until I started to do testing. And I realized that a huge part of my issue and the reason for the root cause of my skin issues and my indigestion were actually coming from parasites and candida. So I started to do a cleanse and it took me about three to four months. But after that, I was able to heal my skin and it was perioral dermatitis that I was dealing with. And after that, I realized the power of this and how so many of us don't even know that these two exist and they can really live in our bodies for years and years and wreak havoc. And so I've become so passionate about it. It's something I do in my practice so often and it's something I really enjoy talking about because I don't think that there's enough information out there on it today. Yeah, because I remembered when we first started working together, like, I probably had no idea what candida was, honestly. I knew like I'd heard of it and I knew kind of like it was involving the gut, but I literally had no clue what it was. And then we started working together and we talked about it and I did the cleanse Mm -hmm. with you and I didn't even know that I had like some of the symptoms I had. Yeah. It's like an amazing thing to go through. It's really interesting because like there's so many symptoms that you will not notice you have until you go through the cleanse and you get rid of those symptoms. Like I remember once I had really bad joint pain in my knee and it was kind of random. Like I didn't really know where it came from. I didn't hurt myself or anything like that. And then when I was finishing the cleanse, I realized that a lot of that was gone. Um, And it's because a lot of parasites and candida actually hide behind your joints. So a lot of people will notice that they don't have joint pain after doing a cleanse. But it's funny because like it's not something you would notice if you weren't doing the cleanse, you know? Yeah. It's funny you say that because my mom's been having problems with like the bottom of her feet. Oh. And she's been doing research and she found out that parasites can live and like – um you know, like affect the bottom of your feet. So she's been doing like a version of a parasite cleanse and like any pain she had is pretty much gone. Wow. That's crazy. That's amazing. Has she been doing like the herbs and the diet? She's been doing the herbs and a little bit of the diet, but she's been taking L. Glutamine? No, it's a different one. I can't remember what it is. 
but okay. she's been taking I want to say it's not it's not L-theanine it's for like it's for parasites yeah she did a past cleanse and they used like this supplement I'll have to like figure it out what it is okay um but she started taking that and then she did some of the diet and it's pretty much like gone Wow, that's amazing. That's crazy. Like you can see such a difference in that time span. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even remember until you had said like you were they you know you had joint pain, and I was like, oh, that's totally my mom. <laughs> that's crazy. That's so cool to know. It's so cool to like just hear that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. Really, I love that. <laughs> so what? So like on the topic of candida and stuff like what is candida and what are parasites and how do we tell the difference between the two? So they are very similar. Candida and parasites are a fungal infection. So candida is a type of yeast that lives in our body. There's so many different types of candida and it is healthy to a certain extent until it becomes an overgrowth. And most of us, especially women, deal with a candida overgrowth because of all the factors in life. Um, Especially as women, estrogen causes candida, can cause candida. And so, of course, as women, we have higher estrogen levels. And so if you look at the stats, there aren't many men that struggle with candida overgrowth, but when you compare it to women, it's very, very high. Um, But this candida um, essentially can live in the body, become an overgrowth and can really become systemic, which is where we want to really pay attention to it. Candida can cause things like reoccurring yeast infections or UTIs, skin rashes, fungal acne, headaches, migraines, brain fog, um, constipation. There's so many things that candida can cause for us. And we don't often hear our doctors ever telling us to look into something like this. So I think it's really important for us to be super mindful of candida and parasites and how common they are and potentially looking at those as a root cause. Um, with candida, a really great way to test for it is you can actually go on my Instagram. I have an at-home candida test that you can do in one of my reels, but you can also do like a live blood cell analysis or a GI maps test as well as an organic acids test. You can also do this for parasites, but it is a lot harder for parasites to come up on a test because they are really smart and know how to hide Also with a stool test, it's really hard to see parasites come up in your stool because we're not often going to the bathroom as we should be. So they're just not even going to be getting to that point. But when it comes to parasites, parasites are living organisms that invade our body and can live in there for up to years and years without us even noticing. And typically when symptoms get really worse, it's when that parasitic infection is at its worst. Um, So essentially what they're doing is taking nutrients from us, especially things like B12 and iron. So if you are someone who is iron deficient, it's super common to one, either be losing that because as women, we have a menstrual cycle every single month. So we are losing a lot of our blood. However, a a huge common cause of that is also parasites taking that away from us. So When it comes to parasites, the symptoms are very similar to candida, but I would say the most common differences is that parasites will more so as opposed to constipation or IBS, you'll see more of like a diarrhea picture um, and itchy skin, especially at night. 
that's all super interesting. Like I said, like when I first learned about it, I was like, oh, those are like so interesting because I know so many people that struggle with them as yeah. is. But I've never been able to like do one of the like live blood cell analysis or any other tests related to it. And I've always wanted to. I've just never gotten to the point of doing it yet. But it's always so interesting to learn like how we can find out what it is and like what it actually is. And Yeah, I think you would love it. I think you should definitely try one of the tests because you would learn so much. And knowing like you as – um, someone who is so fascinated by health and is a coach, you would be able to like actually take that information and like support your body through it. Yeah. We were actually just talking about it last night in class, like, um, like a GI mapping test. Mm-hmm. And he was That'd telling us like, so fun. he's never had anybody come in that has done a GI test that has had a level within the normal ranges except for one person wow. in this whole practice. It's only had one person. That's crazy. That just goes to show how like nutrient deficient we are <laughs> as a population. Yeah. yeah. And then you have like the parasites, like you mentioned, like taking more of those nutrients out than mm-hmm. we already don't have from food. Or, like, yeah. And I think that's like a mis- um, misconception too. Like a lot of people think that when it comes to parasites – if you're eating healthy, you're fine because you're essentially like starving them. But no, like they also eat your healthy, nutritive foods. Like that's where it becomes an issue is the foods that you're eating. You're essentially feeding these organisms. You're not allowing your body to take in those nutrients. Because they feed off of sugar, right? Yeah, they feed off of sugar, dairy, wheat, um, pretty much anything that makes your body it puts your body into an acidic or inflammatory state okay stress so like yeah 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 <laughs> definitely stress like um so even people that are like i eat lots of fruits and i eat lots of um even like dairy free i would think they could feed off of they're having yeah. a hard time yeah yeah and that's i think So it's like if someone is eating really, really well, but they still do have a parasitic infection, I would say keep your diet to what it's at right now, but make sure you're taking antimicrobials to get them out of the system. So antimicrobials like garlic, turmeric? Garlic, turmeric, um, wormwood, black walnut, um, Ella campaign. There's so many great ones. Garlic is an easy one. Ginger. Mm-hmm. Those are ones that like we can just find in our household. Um, you do want to keep in mind though, that it's always raw garlic that you want when it comes to parasites or candida, not roasted or cooked just because you do lose the antimicrobial aspect. And when you do garlic, you should, um, bruise it. So like take your knife and smash it and then let it sit for 10 minutes. Oh, is that it? I didn't know that. It brings out the allicin in it, which is the antimicrobial effect. And it just like, it'll have it in it anyways before, like Mm -hmm. even if you don't bruise it and cut it and then set it, it'll still have it. But because you let it sit, it brings out more of the allicin in it than it would if you just like used it as soon as you cut it up. That's amazing. I always knew to do that, but you're right. Like that makes sense as to why, why you're bruising it and leaving it for a bit. Yeah. It so never made sense until I had a cooking class and they told us like, <laughs> let it sit. And then, so yeah. It's That's super so cool. Yeah. That's so awesome. It's so cool. Like we, uh, we really 
can get this type of medicine just from our kitchen and our fridge. And I think that's like something to really keep note of is you don't have to spend all this money to do cleanses like this. Like you really garlic, organic garlic, raw garlic can be found at the grocery store for a super affordable price. And it's one of the strongest antimicrobials we can find. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Food is always like, I always think it's the better option when it comes to healing or anything because it's affordable and pretty much everybody has the ability to go get garlic because it isn't super expensive. Exactly. And then we know we're actually digesting it. I think like with supplements and stuff, the issue is so many people don't have high, like enough stomach acid to actually support their body in taking and utilizing those nutrients. But with food, it's the easiest way for our systems to actually use those nutrients. Yeah. And you can always tell that your body's absorbing the garlic too. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) So on the topic of garlic and those kinds of foods, how do you feel about fermented foods on the cleanse? Because when I was doing it and when I was looking stuff up, it said no fermented foods. But we know that fermented foods are good for the gut. Um, So I wonder what your thoughts on that are. Yeah, it's so tough to say. Um, I know that firstly, I will say that the the severity of the cleanse really depends on how severe your parasitic or candida overgrowth is. Um, So for example, for people who have a milder case, they're able to get away with not being extremely strict because they don't have so much of the candida to work through. Um, Some people are so severely impacted by this that the overgrowth is just all the way at its tipping point that if they have even the smallest thing that's like let's say a tiny bite of something that has honey in it, it's going to like push them past their limit. When it comes to fermented foods, I personally would keep it out for the first few weeks just because it can cause a reaction in the system when trying to kill um, or remove candida and parasites in the body. But I think after a few weeks, you can definitely bring it in. I would just do a small amount. Like you don't have to do anything crazy. Like a a teaspoon of sauerkraut I think is perfect. Um, the thing is a lot of people just don't digest fermented foods well enough. And I think a huge part of that is because of our low stomach acid epidemic. Um, but I would say keeping it out for the first few weeks is good again, depending on the severity of your overgrowth, and then you can bring it back in later on in the cleanse. So I know when I was doing it, I was like, can I have kombucha? Mm -hmm. And you said um, limit it, like don't have it often or don't have it at all if you don't, if you feel like it's bad, um, if your candida overgrowth is bad. Um, And so I didn't have it. I did introduce it later. And I noticed that when I had kombucha, I could, like, I wouldn't say I was bloated after drinking it before I did the cleanse, but I would say I could like kind of feel the difference between when I drank it before the cleanse and when I drank it after the cleanse. Like, I could just tell a total difference. So it's interesting. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that we're able to, like, digest things that are supposed to be easily digestible after cleansing. And, like, I didn't even notice that I was having a hard time with it yeah. before the cleanse. That's so interesting. And I think a lot of it is because your body, like, went through, like, severe conditioning 
to mm-hmm. like get it to this state where you feel like you're almost like starting fresh, right? And then so to have that, your body's probably just not used to the low – like I know kombucha is like fairly low sugar and the one that you're drinking obviously is like really good quality. Um, but it just goes to show that there's so many things that like once you do the cleanse, once you kind of clean your palate, like you'll notice you don't crave sugars and dairies and that kind of thing as often because you haven't had it for a bit. Um, you'll notice that your body rejects so many things that you used to think weren't sweet enough or, you know, weren't vinegary enough and that kind of thing. Yeah. When So like another thing when I was doing it was honey. Like I, I love honey now, but I loved honey before and did it like, I don't know, like August I did the cleanse. And I would put honey on everything. Like I'd put honey in my coffee. I'd put it on like anything that I had that was like a fruit or whatever else. Like I would add honey to it. And when I was done, I was like, I don't want the honey. And if I do, I I just need a little bit. Yeah, I remember you saying that. I think it was like one of your biggest like takeaways at the beginning. You were like, I realize I don't need like Mm -hmm. honey on most things. Yeah. Are you still like that? Like you still don't have it in most things? No, I still don't put a lot. And if I do, it's like a yogurt bowl and I'll add like maybe like half a teaspoon of it. And I, it's sweet yeah. enough for me now that I don't need a lot of it. That's awesome. That's just like how did you feel about like bitter foods? Like I found for me when I first started cleansing, I introduced a lot of bitter foods into my diet. So things like radish, kale, um, radicchio. And previous to the cleanse, I would never like those. Like they're extremely bitter. And now I I genuinely crave them. And I mean, it's amazing for your liver, which is great in digestion. But do you find that you're more adapted to that? Yeah, I definitely, like I made a dish with kale in it the other day and I didn't like kale before at all, but this time I really liked it. And not that spinach is like bitter, Mm -hmm. but I definitely liked spinach a lot more after I did it. But, and then um, like digestive bitters, like I love those. Like when we're in Colorado, that's like what I would have. Yeah, I it was, love like, bitters. Yeah, it was almost like comforting to have them. So yeah, well, and I think I think it's like for me, it's it just feels like insurance before eating a meal. I'm like, I know I'm like doing my body a service to digest food so much better if I'm having these bitters. So for people who are listening to this and don't know what bitters are, they're essentially herbs that are from the bitter family that help to stimulate digestion. So you can purchase them in like a tincture form. What brand do you have? G-A-I-A. Okay. Yeah. I don't think we have that one in Canada. We have St. Francis, St. Francis Canadian bitters. That's my favorite formula ever in Canada. Um, but yeah, you guys have that one. Um, and they're just really good to take before meals. It really makes such a difference in your gut. Especially the heavier meals that yes. like you be eating more or like they're like just a little bit more than you normally have or like greasier or whatever. Exactly. The ones I have have turmeric in them. Same. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. So like you also get the antimicrobial in there. Exactly. I know. It's amazing. I I feel like I could talk about like herbs all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, I love it. So what are your favorite foods for cleansing? Um, so I would say when I cleanse, it's usually like 
I would say it's more of like a modified paleo approach. Um, so when you are doing a candida cleanse, you want to essentially remove um, sugars, dairy, gluten, alcohols, vinegars, except for apple cider vinegar, um, and moldy foods. And so you're increasing a lot of vegetables, um, some root vegetables, meats, eggs, that kind of thing. Um, and I think it does really allow you to be so much more diverse in your diet. You are also removing starchy foods. I forgot to mention that. So things like beans, um, chickpeas, and lentils. Personally, I keep lentils in because I think they're a great source of protein. If you can digest them, that's amazing. I typically do like a lentil pasta, but I would say that um, my favorite foods, the things that I typically have would be like organic meats, chicken and beef, um, some starchier vegetables like um, sweet potatoes and beets and carrots. I'll still have those in the diet, even though many people don't agree with that. I think they're so important for us to have in the diet because they give us so much fiber and antioxidants. The more pigmented your vegetables are, the more antioxidants they have in there. So I think it's really important to pay attention to those like beets, turmeric, um, sweet potatoes. Those are all highly um, incredible antioxidants for us. And then some like random favorite foods I would say is our pumpkin seeds. Pumpkin seeds are really great for reducing and killing candida and parasites. Um, lemon, having lemon water or just like um, squeezing lemon on my foods. 100% cacao. I get mine from Giddy Yo-Yo. I know you do too. <laughs> Have you, what do you think of the 100%? It was really good. Like I just mm -hmm. got their chocolate bar of 100%. Mm -hmm. It's really good. It's a little bitter just because it is dark. Yeah. Like a hundred percent dark. Yeah. But it's really good and like really smooth. Yeah. Like in comparison to so I've tried a lot of one hundred percent chocolates. Um and I will like to be honest, say that like Giddy Yo-Yo's is like the smoothest I've ever tried. Whereas I feel like a lot of other ones have that burnt coffee flavor to it, which isn't like yeah the best. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm always like hesitant because when I was younger, I'd get dark chocolate and it yeah. would be so bitter and gross. Like, yeah, almost like toothpaste. Oh, I know. It's such a weird, and it's almost like, it's almost that like bitterness to it that it tastes like alcohol. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not into it. <laughs> I like their, like their chaga one and their maca root one. The which one? The maca or maca? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's amazing. I love that one. Have you tried sweet vanilla? So good. I yeah. also love um, pretty much all of them, but yeah. vanilla salt is really good too. Yeah, I like Hue Chocolate here in the yeah. US. Like they're really I think good they have a hundred percent dark. Oh, chocolate. do they? I think they do. I think oh. it has some. They have like a gingerbread one right now, which is my favorite one. <laughs> I have and actually like, tried that. Yeah. It's just like ginger and cinnamon and like cardamom mm -hmm. and chocolate. It's so good. It's my favorite. I, I love those types of um, chocolates. I, I really like Hue. I've had their like chocolate gems or whatever, and those are really mm -hmm. good. I think like especially when it comes to the cleanse, you want to make sure that you're doing as low sugar as possible. So if you are someone who like can't have 100% chocolate because it definitely is strong, know that the longer you do the cleanse, the longer you remove sugar from your diet, the easier it's going to be to have these types of foods. But you can do like a 97% if you can find one that's really low sugar. I think that's fine. Um, 
And then, yeah, sunflower seed hummus is also a staple of mine. Simple Mills crackers are great. Um, I also juice a lot when I'm on the cleanse. I think it's a great way to just get nutrients and hydration in. And then I would say in terms of like a source of energy, I like to do matcha because it's a great source of antioxidants. Um, It's a natural source of caffeine, whereas coffee is an artificial source of caffeine. So at least you know that you're getting um, a proper high quality source if you're feeling like you need that energy boost. What are your favorite brands of matcha there? I love um, Apoto. I actually just, so I ordered uh, matcha from Apoto for Black Friday and I'm still waiting for it to like be shipped out. Um, And I'm so sad because I'm out of it. So I went to the store and I purchased another brand of matcha that I usually never get. And I tried it and it's just not the same. Like it's a darker matcha. So um, I love Apoto. It's super bright, very vibrant. The quality is incredible. I've also heard incredible things uh, about Peak, um, which mm-hmm. I still need to buy from because I, I'm really interested in their quality. Theirs is really good because it's kind of sweet. Is it? Yeah. So it's not like, you know, like some of them can be kind of bitter. Yeah. This one's yeah. like really sweet. Yeah, I love like I'm starting to realize like there are so many different types of matcha. The one I currently have almost has like a seaweed flavor to it and I'm not (laughs) into it. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm not – I'm trying to like learn about the types of matcha because if, for example, if you go on a Poto's website, there's like 20 different types that they have um, and I don't know which one is the one that I like. So that's confusing. But how do you make your matcha? I just do like a teaspoon of maple syrup and then the matcha. Nice. Like depending on which brand it is, it's like a teaspoon to half a teaspoon. Because I like the Soar Organics one too. Yeah, I need to. I've also been meaning to try that one. It's really good. It's not sweet like Peaks, but it's very like smooth and like not grassy. Like someone can be grassy. This one's like really good. Okay, amazing. it's, It's more affordable than Peak too. Yeah, Peak is like definitely on the pricier side because the yeah. quality. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you have any other like Peak favorites? Because I definitely need to place an order. <laughs> oh, so I, I really like their matcha and their chaga and rashi. Um, nice. I don't know what they are. Um, blends. And then their Earl Grey tea is pretty good too. It's just like dehydrated oh. crystals. Nice. Okay. I love Earl Grey. Their pure tea is pretty good too. Okay, perfect. I, I want to try their vitamin C. I've heard really good things about that. I've heard good things about it too. I don't, I've never tried it though. Mm-hmm. It It's like a liquid. It's liposomal yeah. liquid yeah. vitamin C. Yeah. yeah. And I think it has elderberry in it too. Amazing. Yeah, I think I'm going to try it. So I'll, I'll let you know if I like it. I'm going to yeah. use your code. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let me know what you think because like I've heard good things, but I've just never tried it. Yeah, thought I'm about curious. trying it, but I'll try it out no. for us. <laughs> yes, that's all no. Perfect. <laughs> on the topic, so on the topic of supplements, I've been seeing all over my TikTok and Instagram about Paragard and how people are taking it, and like within two days, they have like their parasites are gone. Is what I've seen people say. So, 
crazy. Yeah. To be honest, I've never, like, I haven't really seen this product. I think you probably see it more because I'm assuming it's a U.S. product, but I did look it up and they do actually have like really good herbs in there that help with parasite, uh, removing parasites. So, uh, it's a strong blend. Like I can definitely say it's a strong one. It has wormwood, clove, garlic, um, I forget what else there is in there, but it's a strong blend to like really remove them quickly. But I do like that it also has things like marshmallow root and slippery elm, which really helps to support your digestive system while taking these parasites out. So it's not as destructive, but I will say like you want to be extremely careful when you're taking these types of things. Like a parasite cleanse is not something that you randomly decide to do on a Saturday and think that like you're going to do it for three days and it's completely gone. If you're doing this cleanse and you're or taking a supplement and you're seeing parasites within like a day or two, that just goes to show that there are so many in your body that you need to take out. To do a proper cleanse, it takes at least two months. So if you're seeing them within one to two days, like you are just getting started <laughs> um, and there's so much extra work that you have to do especially with the diet. I don't think people realize how important the diet is when it comes to cleansing. You really have to make sure that you're removing those uh, the sugar, gluten, dairy, all of that stuff so that your body can actually get rid of the parasites and make sure that they're not coming back right away. And then there's like what do you the think of it? Yeah. I, so I didn't, I looked a little bit into it after I saw the videos and posts about it, but I really didn't like look at the ingredients or anything because I kind of just thought it was like another one of those like crazy weight loss (laughs) advertising things. And Um, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. But Mm -hmm. and I think like especially because it's like gaining this reputation on socials, like you have to be careful with that. Like Mm -hmm. if something's a trend, especially for like something as severe as that, like you really have to be cautious of when you're using it and make sure that you're working with a nutritionist or a health coach to know that it's safe for your body because the herbs in there are not ones that you should be taking on a daily basis without being um without it being okayed by your health practitioner yeah and even then like some of the herbs can have like drug interactions and like interact with other things that you may be taking and yeah you're right and like the risk to like ruin your digestive system just to yeah. Have. yeah yeah exactly because I think too like what you want to know is when doing a cleanse like this it doesn't strengthen your immune system it actually kills so much of your good bacteria as well so after taking these supplements you have to be even more cautious of your gut health and kind of rebuilding that gut from getting leaky gut from doing a cleanse like this so yeah, if you're thinking of taking the supplement, I would just book a call with a nutritionist or a health coach so that you can actually firstly talk to see if this is something that your body can handle. Because mm-hmm. like, like there's like still the post cleanse thing about it. Like you can't yeah. just do something like that and then go back to living your normal everyday life of eating whatever you may be eating. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it almost like freaks me out now that I'm going to like look this up, but freaks me out that it's so common and like ev- and how you're saying that it's all over the place cuz it just freaks me out for people's digestive system. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I was like interested in it because they're saying like it's helped them and they've only taken it for a few days. But at the same time, like it's so harsh that it's already helping them that they're taking it every day, like three yeah. times a day. Oh That's a lot. That's a lot to be removing from your gut. Yeah. When you already have parasites that are already a problem. Because obviously yeah. they had to search it out. I think, and that's something that worries me too, where we live in this fast-paced, quick results kind of society where we just want things to happen so quickly. One of the most common questions I get about candida and parasite cleansing is how long is the cleanse? And if I say, oh, six weeks minimum, people are usually like, oh, okay, never mind. Like, I'm just not going to do it. And I'm like, it's going to be three months by the time you have to redo it because you've put it off for so long. And it's better than it's better of doing like six weeks of it than suffer for another year. Exactly. And Couldn't agree probably, more. Probably like it's probably getting worse too because they'll go on antibiotics or steroids or eat other things that don't support it or aren't supportive of their gut. And yep. <laughs> so it makes no sense when like just not. Uh, it makes no <laughs> sense to wait so long when it would only take you six weeks. Yeah, I think it's best to get started on it sooner than later. Yeah, because like you, like you've always mentioned that you waited. Yeah, so and long. It, yeah, and that's it. Could have been two months, but instead it was almost upwards of four months. And the only reason why I stopped at four months is because I was going to Europe two weeks later, and I was like, I'm clearly not going to be following this cleanse then. Um, so it was just kind of like one of those things where I had to stop it, but I really should have gone for longer. Yeah. I think I'm going to do mine in the spring. Yeah, like, do it. Like either the end of February or like the middle of March or something like that. And do it because I, I think I'll do it yearly. <laughs> I think you should. I think that's great too. And for anyone who's like curious, doing a candida or parasite cleanse, the best time to do it is in the spring because in Chinese medicine, that is like the best time for us to kind of like bring in that spring energy and take these supportive cleansing herbs like cleavers and dandelion root to cleanse our body for the new season so doing a cleanse during that time is perfect that's interesting i didn't really know that i've never like really looked into the traditions of it but super yeah. interesting yeah yeah your body will just naturally be able to cleanse so much easier if you do it in the spring the beginning of spring oh that's interesting yeah. that's always so interesting to learn like traditional things I know I'm so fascinated by that stuff yeah I'm so excited to like do it again like have more of an expertise about it now and yeah. like I kind of went into it knowing a little bit about it but not like prepared for it per se now you'll be like going into it knowing everything that you have to do and just feel so much yeah. more confident mm -hmm. yeah which yeah. is great so for those wanting well, I guess, so I've been curious, is there a link to hormonal imbalance and candida and parasites? Because I know the birth control pill is linked to candida overgrowth mm -hmm. and the birth control pill can also lead to hormonal imbalance, but outside of the pill, is there a link to hormonal imbalance? Yeah. So especially for women, obviously, if you're experiencing chronic UTIs or yeast infections, this can also be a hormonal picture. The reason why this can be the case is because when you're dealing with a hormonal imbalance, if you have higher estrogen levels than necessary, you are naturally going to increase candida. Candida is 
can be caused by higher estrogen levels. So if you have a diet that is high in caffeine, coffee can actually increase estrogen. I don't think a lot of people know that. Um, so if you're someone who needs like two cups of coffee a day, try limiting that back if you have hormonal issues or sorry, hormonal imbalances as coffee can actually be one of the culprits to giving you those hormonal imbalances, um, as well as high sugar diets, high dairy diets, infl inflammation, stress, they're all linked to hormonal issues, which then can cause candida um, and potentially parasites to grow in the body as well. It's super interesting. Just like there are so many things that raise estrogen too, that we don't like, we literally don't know about, like yeah on your receipt <laughs> like yeah that right your estrogen. like i think i read that it's like 250 to a thousand times more bpa in a receipt than in plastic water bottles that's insane yeah so that can raise your estrogen and then i also read like this week on my instagram i talked about intermittent fasting mm -hmm. and i i read that if you did intermittent fasting every day of the week, it lowers your androgen receptors, which lowers your testosterone, but raises your estrogen. So then you're also getting that from intermittent fasting and everybody thinks that that's like one of the best things you can do. And it's great because it does um, increase the sensitivity of your, your cells and your diet or your digestive system and everything like that. But it's also so damaging when you do it so many times. And then that can lead to candida too. So then you're like, Mm -hmm. stuck with bloating even though you've not been eating often you know so it's yeah. crazy how many things result in estrogen dominance that we don't even know about yeah that's so interesting I didn't know that um fasting led to higher estrogen levels and lower testosterone that's yeah. so crazy wow yeah I was Is reading that in men and women yeah both wow yeah Wow. Because I, I know a lot of men are like, oh, I'll just do intermittent fasting. And I'm like, don't because like I don't think a lot of people realize that testosterone is important for men and women. Like we both need it. And without without it, you'll lead to a hormonal imbalance. And for sure, I don't feel like a lot of people know that you have to have both. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, I, don't, I just need estrogen. I'm like, no. No, <laughs> it's like a balance of so many different hormones. And yeah. if one is imbalanced, they're all going to suffer. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it's like a topic I feel like we could talk about for like hours because there's so yeah. much to say. We should yeah. definitely do like another episode, maybe like honestly about anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would love that. Me too. That would be so fun. It's been so nice to have you on. I like I always love talking with you about like anything nutrition. Same here. I feel like we have like such a similar approach. Um yeah. and it's such an organic like supportive conversation yeah. too where we can also come in with different opinions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's been so nice. Like it's always been so nice to talk to you about nutrition, but it's been nice to hear about more about candida and the parasites and all that kinds of stuff like that. So Yeah, I'm glad Okay, so it was really nice to have you on the podcast. I so appreciate you taking the time. And yeah, thank you. Thanks so much, Savannah. It was so nice to catch up with you as well. You too. <laughs>